1: Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along. eight nine, The Answer in Columbus, Ninety four five in Dayton. There's good news on the political front. Bernie Moreno, one of my favorite, favorite people to run for office in my time here at The Answer. Bernie Moreno is back seeking a Senate seat, hoping to run on the Republican side of the ticket in 2024 against Sherrod Brown. Bernie Moreno, you will remember, was in the... Um, running for senate a crowded field let me see if i can remember everybody in that field jane timkin josh mandel mike gibbons matt dolan bernie moreno jd vance the winner of course jd vance so that's how people got to know bernie moreno who was a very successful uh, businessman in cleveland he is still a successful businessman in cleveland he put almost 4 million dollars of his own money into his campaign And he got out for the good of the ticket. He didn't want to split the ticket. He and J.D. Vance were in the same lane. Vance was ahead in the polls. Bernie dropped out so Vance could advance. And J.D. Vance did indeed advance. And now Bernie Moreno is targeting 2024. He is going to announce next week. And Bernie will join us a week from today here on the show. I was talking with him this morning. So we're excited about that. Bernie Moreno tells a powerful story, the American Dream story. He immigrated to the U.S. from Columbia, became a U.S. citizen. Um, His son-in-law, Max Miller, is now in the U.S. Congress. Uh, Bernie Moreno is the kind of senator we need. But how he fares in the Senate race will, of course, be tied to the kind of presidential candidate we put on the ballot in 2024. Will that be Donald Trump? Will that be someone else? Most likely Ron DeSantis. Tim Scott, by the way, the South Carolina senator who I think would make a fantastic vice presidential candidate on the DeSantis ticket. Uh, Tim Scott is now uh, basically announcing that he's running for president by announcing that he's thinking about running for president. (laughs) Here is Tim Scott today on his big political announcement, which is that he's going to put together a exploratory committee to determine whether or not he should run for president.
0: What brought me to this moment is my Faith in America tour. I have found that people are starving for hope. They're starving for an optimistic, positive message that is anchored in conservative values. I can't think of a better story to tell than the story of America. My hope is that my American dream will pale in comparison to the dreams that we hear of future Americans because we have another American century. We have to understand that this is a land of opportunity, not a land of oppression. That the drug of victimhood being sold by Joe Biden and the radical left is wrong. We believe in the power of individual responsibility. I couldn't be more excited.
1: Now there's a guy on a stage with Kamala Harris in a vice presidential debate. Um that's a huge win for Republicans. A Ron DeSantis Tim Scott ticket is my holy grail ticket on the Republican side because DeSantis is very good at doing what I have been spending the last half hour demonstrating from Donald Trump's interview on Tucker Carlson last night. Donald Trump is unable to do. Donald Trump is unable to quickly, clearly, concisely, and convincingly articulate why he deserves your vote i know you didn't vote for me in 2020 he should say to independence you did in 2016 you didn't in 2020 i gotta win you back the reason why i need to win you back is because look what they're doing to me look what the justice department is doing to me look around the country it's not like they haven't shown their hand it's not like they haven't started to foreshadow the kind of country they want to build let me just read you a couple headlines that i came across in the last five minutes In the last five minutes, all of this, all of this is fertile ground for Donald Trump to cash in on and pull suburban moms and undecided independents back to his side. Headline out of New York. Suspect arrested in New York City smoke shop. Execution caught on tape was out on bail for shooting at cops. Yes. Messiah. Nantwi, 21 years old, was arrested over the weekend and charged in the murder of 36-year-old Brandon Brunson in Sunday's brazen Harlem smoke shop slaying, as well as the murder of 19-year-old Jalen Duncan, who was fatally shot in the head near Madison Avenue and East 132nd Street Saturday afternoon. Apparently, the Manhattan DA telling Jim Jordan that he better focus on crime in Ohio, which is far outweighing or far outpacing crime in New York. Apparently these two murders in Manhattan over the weekend in New York city over the weekend didn't grasp the attention of anyone in the Manhattan DA's office. Would you like to know, would you like to know what Messiah Nontwe, 21 years old was doing before he was murdering two guys on tape over the weekend in New York? Oh, he was out on bail for the attempted murder of a police officer firing at cops during a graffiti stop in the Bronx in February of 2021. In February of 2021, this guy shot at police. He's out on the streets on bail a little more than two years later and he murders two more people. If I'm Donald Trump, I can make a lot out of that. I can make a lot out of that. I can also make a lot out of a tweet from a student group at San Francisco State University. What are they tweeting about? Well, they're tweeting about Riley Gaines, the swimmer from Kentucky who was on campus at San Francisco State University late last week and was kidnapped, assaulted, and extorted by trans freaks because Riley Gaines was there daring to say that Biological men should not compete against biological women in NCAA sports. They assaulted her physically. They chased her down the hallway as police rushed her out of the room. They forced her to be barricaded in a room for three hours. She missed her flight back to the East Coast. And they attempted to extort her by saying, well, if you pay us money, we'll let you out. All three are crimes. Has anyone been charged with a crime? No. No. No, no one has been charged with a crime. And now the dean of students at San Francisco State University is out with a statement where the statement in part reads that the, quote, presence of police was excessive and uncalled for and says that it was, the incident was precipitated by, and I quote, violence spread by Riley Gaines. See, Riley Gaines was there saying, I'm a woman. I had to dress in the same locker room as a biological man without giving my personal permission, without being notified it was going to happen. I looked around and, whoa, what is a naked man doing in my locker room? Oh, masquerading as a woman, Riley. And he is a woman because he says he's a woman. And if you don't think he's a woman, then you need to go get counseling. And you talking about it is violence, according to the dean of students at San Francisco State University. You think Donald Trump could make any hay out of that? I do. I think Donald Trump could make some hay out of that. Is he? No, he's not. No, he's not. He's on Tucker Carlson last night talking about his favorite topic, himself. Now, I would never contend that there's any comparison cognitively between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Donald Trump has Joe Biden beat six ways to Sunday in cognitive competence. But Donald Trump has to be able to connect the wokeness in our world, the kind of world we're going to have if we return Democrats to the White House, Donald Trump has to connect that. He's got to connect Budweiser and Dylan Mulvaney. He's got to connect Riley Gaines and the fake man Leah Thomas. He's got to connect crime in New York City, crime in Columbus, rampant car thefts. He's got to. He's got to connect the deterioration of great American cities. He's got to connect all of that to suburban housewives and independent voters and say, can you afford to risk the future of our nation for your kids and for your grandkids on a Democratic administration that is now showing its hand? They want to take away your gas stoves. They want to take away your incandescent light bulbs. They want to force you to buy an electric car. They want $5 a gallon gas. I need to hear all that from a targeted, focused, tactical Republican candidate for president. My hesitance to embrace Donald Trump as a candidate is not at all related to the fact that I don't like him, or I don't think he was a good president, or that I'm not an authentic conservative or that I'm not a man of faith who believes in authentic American exceptionalism and the founding of our country. My only objection to Donald Trump as a candidate for president in 2024 is related to the fact that I have to sit here and coach him on how to make the points that he's not making. Because I believe strongly that the other candidates we have A deep bench, Ron DeSantis, Tim Scott, Mike Pompeo, Nikki Haley, Christy Gnome, Tom Cotton, Josh Hawley, can make and will make those points. So Donald Trump was on Tucker Carlson last night. The night before, Tucker did a takedown of Gavin Newsom, the uh, hair gel demonic governor of california i wish there's whispers that biden may not run for president that the democrats would love to get somebody energetic and exciting articulate like gavin newsom on their ticket in 2024 Um, i would love that only if the republicans are smart enough to do what should be obvious to do. And that is, if Gavin Newsom is your nominee, he'll be the nominee for Democrats at some point in time, I would say right now. If I had a futures market on the Democratic ticket, you pick 2028, and Newsom would, to me, stand out right now, right? For some reason, they love him in California. I guess they love high taxes. I guess they love people defecating on the street, homelessness abounding, and bankruptcy. Oh, and yes, reparations. If I were a Republican and Gavin Newsom were on the ticket, I would every month, every month, hold a town hall live on the streets of San Francisco and L.A. where the people amassed for the town hall would have to look at and be unable to ignore people trapped in addiction, hopelessness, homelessness right there on the street. The other day there was video online of a woman, a drug addict, giving birth to a baby. On the streets of San Francisco, she's addicted to something, homeless, giving birth right there on the streets of San Francisco. San Francisco, which used to be a beautiful city, a tourist destination, now it is a hellhole. It is a citywide toilet, a festering, oozing testament to Gavin Newsom's failed leadership, first as mayor of San Francisco and then as governor of California oh, please, oh, please give me a Democratic presidential candidate whose own state tried to recall him as governor. That would be too delicious to contemplate. Now, I've been going through Trump's answer to Tucker last night. His opening answer was seven minutes and 55 seconds. Trump rambled He did not connect all the wokeness in our world to his own persecution by Alvin Bragg, and I'm sure eventually his persecution by a grand jury in Georgia, and I'm sure eventually Special Counsel Jack Smith. Alvin Bragg, the New York DA, did Donald Trump a favor when he brought this case because the more a person is charged, the more the narrative is created that, boy, they're really going after this guy. I'm sure the Democrats who believe, perhaps foolishly, that they have a strong case when it comes to classified documents, I think that's a hard case to make against Trump because, by the way, Joe Biden has classified documents and people don't really get versed in the weeds of a case, in the nuance of a case. Yes, but Biden's documents are different. Really? Are they different? Not to the American public. He had documents in his garage. That speaks of carelessness. Trump had documents in a secure location at Mar-a-Lago guarded by Secret Service agents. If you're trying to win on the semantics of that, Democrats, good luck. You will not win on the semantics of that. But Donald Trump just being persecuted is not enough. He's got too many people to win back to his side of the political choice between he and the Democrats. Most likely Joe Biden. He's got too many people to win back. So Donald Trump has to connect the dots. For these people in the suburbs, for these moms in the suburbs who don't like him because he's big and mean and orange and bad. And he has to get really good at this or he is of no use as a candidate for president because he will not win unless he can connect the danger, the targeting of himself to the danger and the eventual targeting of the people voted for biden in 2020 after voting for trump in 2016. he's got to be able to make the connection but here we are two minutes and 38 seconds into trump's interview last night on tucker and he has not yet made that connection does he make it going forward let's see
2: afghanistan one of the worst things i've ever seen i think the most embarrassing moment that this country has ever had frankly the way we got out not the getting out we had to get out it was ridiculous to be there. And I had that so good, so tight, so tough. I spoke to the leader, Abdul. I said, Abdul, if you do anything, you're going to get hit really hard. Literally, I even, he said, but sir, so why, why? He goes, why, or oh, why do you send me a picture of my house? I said, you'll have to figure that one out, Abdul. But we didn't have one death in 18 months. He knew. Not one death. And then to see the way we got out, like we were surrendering, like taking the military out first, leaving $85 billion worth of equipment behind, giving up Bagram. I was going to keep Bagram. I was getting out, but not for Afghanistan. It's one hour away from where China makes its nuclear weapons. It's one of the biggest Air Force bases in the world, I think the biggest, with runways that go 10,000 feet. I was keeping that because of China, not because of Afghanistan. Right. And they... They left everything. They, they left in the dark of night. They left the n- lights on. They left the dogs, by the way. You know, the people they say left about the dogs? the dogs. They left the dogs. Everyone, you know, the dog lovers. And you got a lot of them. I love dogs. You love dogs.
1: Yes, you love dogs. I love dogs. All God's children love dogs. What does this have to do with weaponizing the Department of Justice against the American voter? Nothing. We all know Afghanistan was an epic disaster. You don't need to take a minute and 20 seconds to talk about it. You need to take five seconds to talk about it as an example of how feckless and impotent joe biden 's presidency is, how unable he is. You know Afghanistan Tucker was an epic disaster. We had thirteen American servicemen blown up at Hamid Kazai airport. if i'd been president, we would have had Bagram air force we would have we would have left in an orderly fashion, we would have gotten everybody out we wouldn't have left eighty five million dollars eighty five billion dollars in equipment there, and we wouldn't be having the security leaks now that expose Ukraine. Make your point. Move on. Connect it to one of two things. Biden being incompetent and doing a bad job, not being involved, not answering any questions. And connect it to the American voter and how and why it matters to the American voter that Joe Biden cannot remain in power. That is the only way Donald Trump can win. The only way. He's got to win people back. And it's not going to be easy to win them back because they're going to. I almost said cheat, but I will satisfy the Democratic morons who are listening to this and say it's going to be harder to win in Arizona, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, all because they're going to, you know what they're going to do. They've done it. Prioritize early voting, marginalize or remove all voter ID efforts because all four states are led by Democratic governors. So, the task does not have room for rambling discourse like we heard last night from the president.
0: Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.